Okay, hello. Welcome to Esther Club. I'm starting to think that I actually go out of my way to look as crappy as possible for these podcasts. Um, I'm not sure why, but if you're watching, you know, you see what you see. If you're not watching, it's probably for the best. You made the right choice. Um, there's nothing to see here. So it's just me today and things are so fucking weird. It's so weird to have launched a podcast and then all the time while you were while you were starting it, you were afraid of a global pandemic. So you were just like a crazy scared mess. And then that global pandemic actually became a reality. And it's just like, what the fuck is this podcast now? What was it ever? Did it ever be, get to be what it was supposed to be? Not really, I would say. Um, but instead of just like throwing in the towel, I'm going to try to make something out of it. Um, you know, will it slowly become a cooking show? Maybe. Probably not. <laughs> I, but I would love that. Um, I only say that because last night I took a sushi making class on Zoom and I do feel like it changed my life. But my friend from college, my friend Lena said that um, every time I do something that a normal person does, I'm like, my life has changed forever. And she's like, normal people just do those things. And then like, they move on and do another one of those things. Um, but for me, it's like the world's biggest deal. And I don't know what that's about. I don't know why. Um, so I asked you guys for some questions just now. And I'm kind of waiting for them to trickle in. There's some, I've, I've noticed some. Um, but yeah, I just, I took a sushi making class. Because here's the thing. I'm not really ordering takeout in quarantine. I also understand I'm in a very lucky place in my quarantine. Because I'm not an essential worker. Um, although I know some people want to be essential workers this time and are not, I'm not. Um, so I'm able to stay home, which is very fortunate. Um, a lot of people in my life are not able to stay home. And so I, I get the, I get, you know, all, all the sides of the coins of all the coins. I mean, do I really, I don't know, but I'm just saying like, I get it. And so part of my quarantine is I am... You know, here's the thing. Am I just going to sit home and think about what life could be if I didn't have to sit home? Am I going to sit home and just count the clock, count the hours and minutes on the clock of when I'm going to be able to work again, when I'm going to be able to do the things that I used to be? No, I'm, I'm actually not taking that strategy or that approach. I'm taking the strategy and the approach of like, all right, this is the new normal right now. This is temporary, but this is right now. And how do I make this work? How do I make this something potentially with a positive. Um, and for me, a big part of that is I, in my life, like I'm noticing that feeling productive is really how I thrive. And that literally doesn't even mean it has to be real productive. It can truly be fake productive. As long as I feel productive, I'm feeling good. And so for me, that has been um, cooking. Cooking makes me feel fake productive. And actually, that I, I would say that that is productive. I 
I'm, you know, learning how to cook. I am increasing a life skill. I am, you know, it's a skill that I will take with, with me into far past this pandemic. So that makes me feel really good. And whether or not, again, that's all like this mental game I'm playing with myself. Um, but it's helpful. So another fake, we'll call it fake productive, just kind of like for fun, even though it is, I think, real productive, but whatever. So another fake productive. I just call it fake because it's not like work or making me money or anything like that. But another fake productive is tie-dye. So that's something that's more so a hobby, I would say, but I think a hobby falls under fake productive. Um, but like, you know, it's fun. I'm making something. It's artful. It's meditative. So I'm really looking for those kinds of things to fulfill my life right now um, to cope, I would say. Um, yeah. Again, I just, I look at this video and I'm like, I can't believe this is, I chose this day to record, the day where my hair is disgusting and I put absolutely no makeup on. I mean, I, in this quarantine, I've put a little bit of mascara on twice. So it's not like we had a high probability of falling on a makeup day, but, um, or a clean hair day for that matter. So, um, other things I'm doing in my quarantine, I have probably talked about this before, but like, you know, a lot of FaceTiming friendship, a lot of that. Something I'm doing a lot less of in quarantine, I would actually say is texting. I'm not a big texter right now. I'm not big on just sitting and doing one thing. For me, it's all about the double, doubling up. It's all about you're doing one thing with your hands, but then your mind is doing another thing with your mind. What do I mean? You're listening to something and doing something else with your hands. So for me, that's cooking while listening to a YouTube video podcast uh, on a FaceTime with friends. It, it's really interesting that I really am learning that I need those two different kinds of like busyness in my life to feel whole. And I don't know what this is about. Like, is this just about being the world's loneliest kid and like constantly chasing that and constantly needing to like, you know, not be lonely, which by the way, I just want to be very clear about my definition of loneliness. Loneliness is inside you. It's not on the outside, right? So it's not like, oh, you're lonely, like you're by yourself. No, loneliness is all about the inside for me. It's like loneliness is like um, a stench. <laughs> you, you know, you're either giving it off or you're not. And I feel eternally lonely. I feel like, because whether it's my upbringing, my DNA, my genetics, my mental problems, I'm eternally lonely, right? I can be with my family. I can be with my partner, my friends. There's always going to be that extra loneliness that I'm feeling that the people around me are not feeling. I feel this a lot with Dave. Like, I know we've, we've talked about this, but it's like, when I need to be around Dave, I need to be around Dave, right? And Dave never needs to be around me. It's like, hey, he's more like, just like, hey, what's up? <laughs> My family does never need me to be there, but sometimes I need 
to be there with them. It's a desperation. It's a, um, a mental disorder. <gasps> I don't really know if it is, but I'm just taking a stab in the dark. Um, you know, I, I just feel like I have that, that eternal inner lonely stench, if you will. So because of that, I think that maybe is part of why I need mind and hands busy at all times. And I'm finding that this is potentially a very valuable thing I've learned about myself. Now, the other major positive spin on quarantine for me, that it's so overwhelmingly positive, I can't even believe it's real. Before this, you guys, I could not do quote unquote, nothing. I could not handle not working. I couldn't fathom it. I couldn't, I had to be some version of productive in the world of work in some way, whether it was an illusion, whether it was real, I needed something, right? And it, to the point where like, I think I took a grave, grave mental dip because I was so busy last year and then December hit and I had nothing. And I just, I just didn't know, sorry, I had a little battery alert on my iPad. That's, no, that's not a good thing. I need to, okay, not run out of battery. Um, oh, I should be recording this on my iPhone too. I forgot, okay, backup sound, okay. Um, I don't remember where I was. Oh, December dip, nothing to do. Right. Okay. So I now am doing nothing beautifully. I'm learning about how to do nothing. I'm learning about how to cook, vacuum, dare I say, tend to plants, you know, in the early stages. Um, tie dyeing again, it's just like, now I could see a world where I could go on a vacation or actually I, I shouldn't go that far. I don't like vacations. Um, I can see a world where I would look forward to downtime now in a way that I didn't before, you know, I still have this eerie feeling inside of me. If I, if you catch me, um, if I catch myself on that time of day where it feels like it's late summer and the sun is about to go down. I actually have like a pit in my stomach of like, oh, it's, you know, from childhood, a memory of like, oh no, it's like late summer. Like there's nothing going on. It's about to get dark outside. I'm going to be by myself. And like, there's nothing to do like that. If you're watching, if you're not watching the video, you don't see I'm doing Bill Clinton hand right now, which is just the perfect, what the fuck? Why? Um, but it's that like that late summer, nothing going on. It, once in a while, I'll catch myself in that mode where it's like, oh, like I, even last night doing the sushi class, I felt it because I looked outside, it was getting dark out, it was pretty warm out. And I get this pit in my stomach of like, oh, like there's nothing, nothing going on. And 
Now I forget where I was going with this, but basically I'm just trying to describe to you that this nothingness has always been a scary thing to me. And I'm hoping that I can change that around with this pandemic in a way that I genuinely believe I would never have figured out or never been on my way to figuring out without this. Um, I hope, I truly hope that you guys are finding some positive elements to this, which I know, dude, my, my friends, I have, there have been loss in my life. There has been loss in close people around me and it feels so immensely shitty to try to talk about positive things when horrible things are happening. And I, that is not lost on me. Like, but at the same time, I'm, I have to try to focus and cope in my own reality as best I can. And while keeping, doing everything I can to keep myself, my loved ones, my friends, my family safe. And, and even just, you know, all of you guys as well, like any advice, I, you know, we, I do a Patreon where I do live streams and we talk about it a lot. Like how can we all, you know, help each other with tips on how to stay safe? Um, because I'm a scaredy cat. And so I'm just inherently like, how do we, what do we do? How do we, you know, my dad just sent me this video about vitamin D and how important it is and whether you want to, whether whatever conspiracy you're on in your life right now out there, um, at the very least, I think we can all agree vitamin D has always been good for us. Let's take it. Um, I'm sorry I say almond like a lot. It's a bummer. I, I can't believe I'm that person. I'm 32 years old. I'm pretty smart-ish. I'm like, I don't have blonde hair. You know, I'm not like a hot babe. Um, it's just weird to me that I have so many of these speech patterns that like a dum-dum would have. Just goes to show you. You never know if you have some dum-dum in you. And I, my friends, clearly do. And that's a bummer. And I, it surprises even me. Didn't always think of myself as smart. I didn't always think of myself as a dum-dum. Opinions of yourself can change. Okay. I am going to pull up some questions. This is going to be a real roll of the dice. Where the fuck are they? <laughs> oh, damn it. I'm logged into my wrong Patreon. I have two Patreons. One where I'm, uh, one where I am a consumer of other people, people's patrons, Patreon pages, and one where I have my own. And if you're interested in my own, it's YouTube. No, it's patreon.com slash estermonster, and you can get access to live streams and all that stuff. Okay. Um, I feel like it's okay for me to be slow on here, but also can be edited out. Okay, here's some questions we have. Where do you find your fashion inspiration? What articles, people, or other media do you browse for this? It's a great question. So I, that's from Eric. I am in reverse of fashion inspiration where I didn't get it from this, but this is what it actually looks like is celebrity at the airport, right? Like I like to look like a celebrity on their worst day, but they're still celebrity. So it looks nice. It's like cute, comfy, flattering, chill vibe. 
So for me, that is when I see a girlfriend of mine in a ripped jean and a t-shirt, I'm just like, yes, like you look the way I want you to look. Like that is so cute to me. It's so, I just love the casualness of it. For me, formal has never worked. I've never felt comfortable or good looking in formal wear. I like a comfortable, casual, barely tried, but you actually did try, right? It's the illusion of looking like you didn't try, but we know you did. It's like the no makeup makeup, but of clothes is kind of my style. And honestly, like when you see a paparazzi picture of a celebrity out walking their dog, potentially if they look cute enough, that's where I get fashion inspiration. In fact, Emrata, the model, Emily Ratajkowski, like her, when she's in her comfy clothes, like that's the cutest thing to me. John Cole, we need Esther Pie Kit merch or shirt with pie making instructions. That's absolutely hilarious. That's so fucking funny, a shirt with pie making instructions. You guys give me the best ideas for merch. I mean, I'm constantly thinking about what to do and haven't really pulled the trigger on anything, but just know that like it's something and, it, and it, if anyone out there has like tips on merch manufacturing, hit me up. <laughs> um, Taryn asks, how do you imagine alcohol tastes? So I actually did sip alcohol on my 21st birthday. Um, I've talked about this a bit in the past, but not recently. So on my 21st birthday, my parents drove to Urbana, Illinois to help me pack up and quit school. And we drove back. It's like a two and a half hour drive long, you know, six hours in the car. Actually more for them. No, just that for them. Just three hours for me. Um, they drove, they picked me up. We, we drove back. We went to my, it was my birthday after all, you know, it was a really somber day. Like they were bummed the fuck out. Like they were just like, we can't believe we're they just were really sad that I was quitting school. It was, it was surreal. And I can't even imagine how sad that was for them looking back. It just must've been even worse than I could have imagined. So, but after all, it was my 21st birthday. So they decided to take me out to dinner to my, one of my favorite restaurants, this place called Blind Faith Cafe in um, Evanston, right by Northwestern University. Um, so, they told the owner of the restaurant it's her 21st birthday and appropriately so of our culture, he brought a glass of organic wine to the table. Complimentary, of course, because I would never, I don't think me or any of my relatives, immediate relatives would ever pay for alcohol in a restaurant. So I'm like, all right, this is organic wine. Like this is going to be the good stuff. This is going to taste like fucking grape juice, like organic grape juice. It's going to be good. I take one sip in my mind. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Sorry. Fuck allergies guys. I've been taking Zyrtec every day and I still sneeze. Okay. I take one sip. I'm like, Oh, this tastes like product. It tastes like a fucking product. This is not food, this is a product. This is a cleaning supply, this is a solution. I just couldn't believe it and I just, <clears throat> that was not the sound I wanted. I did not want a fart sound. I wanted like a, <clears throat> I spit it back out immediately, it was disgusting. Again, I cannot stress to you enough how much I thought it would taste like 
grape juice with a hint of tang. And it just tasted like a fucking cleaning solution. And I was like, no, never again. We're done. We are done. And that was it for me. Um, let's see. What's your favorite animal besides donut? Asks Lauren. So dogs are my favorite animal, hands down, forever and ever. I love, I'm like that kid that just loved dogs, was never into horses or cats or unicorns. I'm just a dog person through and through. Um, if I had to pick a second favorite, I think foxes are so fucking cute. And I don't love fish. Fish, every time I've had fish, it's just been like a smelly annoying chore and that's a bummer because i love the idea of fish and like the creatures of the ocean really like tantalize me because they're so scary and i'm scared of water and i can't swim so it's just like so cool these foreign creatures that like can do this thing i can't do but there's no world i think where i'll ever own fish again because of how big of a chore they are and how gross it can get if you let it get out of hand I've never had it. Have you ever had a psychic reading? No. I just, I have a really firm line with the um, supernatural, right? Like, I am not afraid. I'm not, I'm not a believer. I don't believe in horoscopes. I don't believe in psychic readings. I don't, I'm not afraid of ghosts. I will get into the mood of being like, I'm afraid of haunted things because it's fun. Like, I'll play make believe with that, but. I'm not actually scared. In fact, if you put me in a ha the most haunted house in America, I'll sleep there like a baby. I will sleep there by myself like a baby. As long as I knew, I guess, that, like, you know, it was safe in terms of, like, no one could, like, just easily break in. I'm just not afraid of ghosts, you guys. Let me ask you this question. Has anyone you know or you've ever heard of been killed or even hurt by a ghost. I'll wait. No. So I'm not scared of ghosts. It's crazy to be scared of ghosts, but it's fun to like get in the spirit of being afraid of being scared of ghosts and telling scary stories and getting a chill down your spine. Like that's fun. To me, that's almost, it's like Santa Claus, right? It's like fun to think about the story of Santa and how he'll come to your, through your chimney and He'll take a glass of milk from you and some cookies. Like, that's so fun to get in that spirit. It's fun to tell a scary story and be afraid. But I'm not actually afraid, and I know Santa's not actually coming, okay? And I think it's so disturbing these days to lie to a ch child about Santa. Fuck, no. I remember the most amazing woman I used to babysit for. She was my dance teacher, Beth. I used to babysit for her, and she had the most brilliant plan for Santa with her girls. And I was like, this is, how do I not think of this? And I implore you, if you are a parent or will be a parent to steal this idea. It's so good. She's like, I'm going to tell them about Santa. Like it's a story. And we're, it's basically what I just described. It's like, we're going to pretend and be excited and like make believe and imagine it, but it's not going to be, I'm not going to say it's real. I'm not going to like, that's scary. It's actually so fucking scary. If you're not afraid of Santa, you're a sociopath. Like, Santa should not be real or something we want to be real. 
Anyway, um, this also is reminding me of um, my stance on ghosts, which is as it goes back to my lonely childhood, which I know every time I say that my parents are just like, fuck you. But when you're lonely as a kid, you're not afraid of ghosts. You just like want them to be real and like hope that someone will come, a ghost will come in your room and play a card game with you. Like lonely kids love ghosts. We love them. Thank you, Lauren. That was a great question. If you have to go out during COVID, what essentials do you pack in your purse? Okay, you want to have gloves, you want to have hand sanitizer, and you want a double mask. So if you can get your hands on a surgical or a more medical type mask, that's your underneath mask. And then you protect that mask with your cloth mask. So two masks, sanitizer, gloves, maybe AirPods. So if you have to do a call, you're not touching your phone as much. That's about it. Do you have a favorite children's book? Good Night Moon. I love Good Night Moon. I love where it transforms me, where it takes me. I I love transports me, sorry. I love visualizing being in that room and how it's the it's dark, but you can see everything. I just I absolutely love that that room. If they ever did a pop-up, you know, they do those stupid, like, ice cream museums and um, scary movie scenes. If they did a Good Night Moon pop-up, even more so than any other pop-up, I think I would be first, first in line. What's your most embarrassing childhood memory? What's the weirdest thing a fan has ever done? Well, who is your top artist on Spotify? I'm pretty sure my top artist would probably be Lana, but let's check. Um, embarrassing childhood story. I tell a really good one in my stand-up special. Um, which you guys, I believe by the time this podcast airs, the trailer and the date will be announced. So I'm just going to say it and hope that it's true. My stand-up special is coming to Comedy Central on... Is it June 5th? <laughs> Let me check my calendar. I believe it's Friday, June 5th at 10 p.m. Yes, Friday, June 5th at 10 p.m. Guys, this is, it's going to be good. Honestly, if it was just my stand-up, I would never say that because I think that's so gross to brag about your own stand-up. But the documentary footage in this special, it's its funny. That's the bottom line. My inspiration for this was the Osbournes. It, that was my favorite show on MTV. I loved the found footage feeling of it. I loved feeling like you're watching real things in the moment and not setups, which is what reality TV has become. And I, I really feel like in, in certain places we nailed that. And even in the one scene where we did a setup gag, my parents just took it and completely trampled all over it and made it something completely different. And it ended up being one of the funniest scenes because not because of the setup but because of how my parents handled the setup in such a way that just completely ruins me my parents have me canceled in this special they cancel me in almost every scene it's and this is not like a go back home and see why the comedian is why she is it is that's underneath it, but it's not like that. It's not 
serious. It's never serious. Okay. That was my big thing. I don't like when comedy becomes serious. I don't like when comedy people get serious about comedy. That's not my taste, right? Comedy's not serious to me. So it's, it's never serious. It's never sappy. I don't think it's just, it's always, we're always going for the laugh. And I hope that comes across and I can't wait for you to see it. When I say we're always going for the laugh, I mean, making it. We're in making it and editing it in organizing it. It's we're going for the comedy here. We're not going for, um, we're not trying to make you feel sad or thoughtful. We're not trying to make you think this is a no thinking special. <laughs> um, Okay, I am gonna switch over to Instagram and see if we got any questions there. Um... Oh, I don't really see anything good. Okay, so maybe I have to cut this out. Sorry. Um, I think, you know what, I think let's, sorry, itchy eyes, fucking allergies. Okay. I think let's, let's wrap this up. You know, this was a shorter episode, just a quick little solo hang. Um, I'm really enjoying that life is just, it's like tie dye. You just kind of spray. It's the way I do tie dye. You just kind of spray it and see what happens. And that's kind of how I feel about life right now. It's like, just, just try to get through the day. Just try to do things. Throw a meal together. Brush your teeth. That's, I don't know where I'm going with this. I feel like this didn't really pan out, this little analogy I tried to make. But maybe you'll take something from it. Um, but I really appreciate you guys listening and trying to make this work with me. And... Um, you know, I hope you guys are able to find a little bit of positive, a slice of positive out of all this, the way that I'm trying to today. So you guys, until next time, again, stand up special Comedy Central, Friday, June 5th, 10 p.m. We got patreon.com slash Monster for my daily live streams, almost daily live streams, and a few more perks there as well. And then, um... You know, as always, all episodes of Dollface and Alone Together are up on Hulu. And this has been Esther Club. So if you can, subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe on iTunes, wherever you listen. Um, subscribe and do all those things that are supportive of the show. It means a lot to me. And thanks for listening. All right, bye, guys.